Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolf. This week, we're joined by Elizabeth Anderson, Director of the North Carolina Center for After School Programs, along with North Carolina's 2023 After School Champions, who are recognized for their contributions to out-of-school time programming as part of Lights on After School, an annual nationwide campaign celebrating after-school programs and their important role in the lives of our children, families, and communities. We are so pleased to be joined by Elizabeth, Director of the North Carolina Center for After-School Programs, as well as Dr. Carolyn Banks, Strengthening Youth in Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, or System After-School Program Director at Partners in Ministry, and our 2023 Distinguished After-School Champion, C.C. Weston, the Executive Director of Christine W. Avery Learning Center, and our 2023 Lifetime After School Champion. Jeff Coltrane, Senior Education Advisor to the Office of Governor Roy Cooper, who is our 2023 After School Advocate Awardee. And finally, Dr. Erica Williams, the Dogwood Health Trust Vice President for Education and our 2023 After School Catalyst Awardee. Welcome to all of you. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We are very excited to be talking about out-of-school time and the impact that it has on our students and families across North Carolina. I'd love to start first um, by asking each of you to talk about why out-of-school time programming is so important for students and how has working with students impacted you? Cece, can I start with you? Sure, great. Thank you for having me today. Um, Out-of-school time programming for students provide develop developmental benefits, cultural benefits, strength-based emphasis on the whole student. Um, a lot of times, out-of-school times, you can connect with families that you normally cannot connect with in school. And so uh, that's a plus because parents become strong partners. Uh, you also have skill building and a safe space for the children to be, and also social and emotional benefits. Um, things like music and gymnastics and dance and writing and field trips and those fun things that have been taken a lot out of the schools are able to happen during out-of-school time. It's also an opportunity for families to continue to work. <laughs> yes, very many, many different benefits. Thank you so much, Cece. Carolyn, can you talk a little bit about the value at a school time has for students and how working with students has impacted you? First of all, what we want to do or what we try to do here is to provide a safe environment for students after they finish their regular school day. Uh, we bring them in, we give them a, a supper, we provide homework assistance, we have field trips, we have music production, uh, we have a choir. But we try to uh, provide enrichment activities that support their learning, in addition to what they get they get at school. Um, at Partners in Ministry, we have a summer camp. So the students who attend our regular sessions also get to enjoy our summer camp, which everything we do here is free. Um, we have um, field trips, which take our kids out of state. We've taken them as far as uh, Washington, D.C. We visited the White House, uh, Garda Space Center. We've taken them to Florida, to uh, Cape Kennedy. And we even have had workshops at the uh, Universal Studio. We plan a workshop for our kids. You know, we can go with 21st century money, but there has to be some educational benefit that goes along with that. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. You all are getting me excited with all the energy and the opportunities um, for your students. Um, I know Elizabeth, Erica, and Jeff all bring an interesting kind of statewide lens, but also deep understanding of this work. And so I'd love to get each give each of you a chance to also talk about how important out-of-school time programming is for students, but specifically to your region or looking across the state. Jeff? After-school uh, programs provide that safe, enriching environment for our, for many of our children after school. We know that that 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. time frame is unfortunately when a lot of children get in trouble. We see spikes in juvenile crimes. We see other incidences of, of children uh, getting off track during that time of the day. And so these kind of after school, out of school time opportunities provide a great way for students to stay engaged, to get that homework assistance, to get um, a meal, uh, and to just have that kind of support. Um, as Cece also said, it's it gives parents an opportunity to continue working. And we know for a lot of families, that's important um, to be able to, to continue working and not have to worry about where my kids are after school. Um, and then lastly, I think they provide a great source of enrichment, um, not just after school programs, but also summer programs and other types of um, uh, camps in between uh, sessions in school. They provide kids an opportunity to really explore things that they can't get in school or to dive deeper into a uh, um, a particular activity or lesson to take these field trips. It's a great way for students to, to continue to get engaged and dig deeper in things that they're interested in. Thank you so much. Erica? Yeah, thank you, Marianne, and thank you all for this opportunity today. Dogwood sits in the westernmost counties of the great state of North Carolina, and we're responsible for 18 of those counties. Um, our areas of focus include affordable housing, economic opportunity, health and wellness and education. And so we are focused on the entire community, that ecosystem that our children are a part of, a large chunk of which does include what happens between the first and the last school bell of the day. But as Jeff just mentioned, so much of what impacts a young person's life in the present and their future, their trajectory, those social drivers or determinants of health that we know make a difference, happens in that after 3 p.m. space. What happens after the last spell of the day? And so here at Dogwood, we're deeply committed to a high quality evidence-based aligned practices that support the entire ecosystem for a child. Thinking about home, school, and community, and CC was, was spot on. You know, we have to be concerned about who engages with our children after that 3 p.m. space that is safe, that they are spaces that are culturally affirming, linguistically affirming, where families and communities trust those people who are with our children, evenings, weekends, breaks, summers, et cetera. Whole children grow up in whole communities and contribute to the whole of society. And that's where we see our space here as a philanthropic partner working alongside local and state and federal agencies to prop up communities in that way. Wonderful. And Elizabeth, I'm curious if you have some different elements to add as well, given some of the recent research you've done looking across programs, but also I know you have many, many years experience working in out-of-school time as well. I agree with everything that my colleagues have said after school in summer learning programs are a really important place where students get academic support. Um, their participation in out-of-school time programs supports their engagement during the school day and their academic outcomes. Um, 
they provide, you know, they provide options for working families who need a safe space um, and peace of mind knowing that their children are well, well cared for. Um, one thing that I will add is that I feel like out of school time and summer, summer learning programs are a critical space for identity development for children, which is very, very important. Um, they provide kids with the place to um, interact with their peers in a different environment under the guidance of adults that can help them with things like conflict management or uh, manage managing their frustrations and disappointments, say when, you know, homework's difficult and they're not necessarily getting the right answer on the first try. Um, they can practice their social emotional skills and also um, get a sense of who they are, which is really important as they carry forward and begin to develop maybe um, career interests or college preparedness to know who they are as they are becoming independent adult, adults and moving out in the world. Thank you so much. And Jeff, I'd love to come back to you and then to Erica to think a little bit more about this statewide and regional perspective. I know at the in the governor's office, obviously out of school time has been a priority. You've invested heavily and um, care deeply about this. What are the benefits of prioritizing this for North Carolina? I, I think it really is, uh, to, to Erica's point earlier, about investing in our children, um, and particularly the whole child. Um, uh, it's making sure that our uh, children have safe, enriching places to go after school, um, where they can get that assistance, but also that parents can, can, uh, can continue to go to work and not worry about their kids. And I think that's really the critical part of it. Um, you know, the, our state constitution requires that the state provides a sound basic education. And I don't think that stops at the end of the school day. Um, I think we have to think about the resources that are needed to help address uh, children's needs beyond that. It's not just about academics, and um, but it's also about physical health and mental health supports. And obviously our after school and out of school time programs help to meet that need um, beyond when, uh, beyond what our, our schools can provide and beyond what a lot of families can provide as well. It's that additional support that's critical. And in many of our communities, these programs are lifelines uh, for both students and for, for families. And I even heard recently just how strong the programs are in connecting families to schools. And I think that's something um, that really stood out to me and how that those trusted relationships. And so in a minute, we'll turn back to Cece and Carolyn to hear a little bit more about specific programs. But Erica, I did want to first talk for a minute about the fact that you all have invested heavily in understanding the needs in your region. And is there anything in particular that you'd like to call out that you're prioritizing and why that matters so much? So we we first started with an inventory that um, went live earlier this year, as well as some research that helped unpack what are our out-of-school time partners' needs, what are families' needs in these communities, so that we could then launch an ask this summer. And we um, opened a call for proposals this summer to say, hey, here are the areas that we believe you told us mattered the most. Here are some of the areas that appear to have gaps or deserts. Bring us your best and your brightest ideas, your innovations. And in a few weeks, we will announce a pretty significant multi-year, multi-million dollar investment, deeper investment than the multi-million dollar investment we've made so far in this space. We are going deep and long range in this space because we firmly believe that if we're going to give Western North Carolinian children 
the greatest opportunity to live, learn, earn, and thrive, no exceptions, that we're going to have to go deeper and in a longer range investment in this space. So in a very, maybe a couple of weeks, I think we are away from announcing a significant continued investment in this space. And we're so excited. Thank you so much. After the break, we'll continue our conversation. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Participate Learning, uniting our world through global learning. Welcome back. We are so pleased to continue this conversation about out-of-school time programming across North Carolina. I'd love for our uh, viewers to get a little bit more of a sense of what these programs look like. And Carolyn, with System Your Program being a STEM-focused effort, what benefits do you find in exposing students um, to STEM, but also to artistic subject areas? Here at Partners in Ministry, our system kids have a recording studio. And what I found out was that um, kids would write lyrics because they knew that they would be given the opportunity to put those lyrics to music and they would write about their feelings. And that was a plus for us because I thought they just wanted to go in and rap, <laughs> but they were actually writing how they were feeling inside. And I was amazed. So we were able to bring our choir together uh, this past year, we performed at Carowinds. We had about 30, 40 students on stage performing at Carowinds because of uh, the gift that this young lady had, and she came and worked with our students. So we, we we integrate everything we do. We have the robotics and the drones and all of that, but we also have the artistic side that we help the kids understand that you can be gifted in different areas. Here, we give students an opportunity to express themselves we ask them, what, what do you like? What do you want? And then they tell us, and if we can do it, we provide it for them. And Cece, you are one of our Lifetime After School Champion awardees. And so you disprove the idea that working in out-of-school time programming is a temporary thing, but rather a very um, important career. And so I'm wondering, how do we encourage more people to go into after school, but also to stay in the field? This can be a career choice if you would like for it to be a career choice because you can um, get leadership training, you can learn program coordination, you can even learn what it takes to be a site director in an after school or summer camp program. Um, and also part of that includes learning how to manage your money, um, looking at job applications because a lot of our middle school and believe it or not high school students did not know how to do job applications and so just those small skills that we tend to forget about um, we were trying to give to those students that were part of our program and also allow them to see is that there are opportunities here and a lot of people think it's temporary but as you can see it does not have to be temporary so well, we are so thrilled to be joined by so many wonderful colleagues who have dedicated a lot of their energy towards out-of-school time. And I'd like to give you each a chance to say a piece of advice you have on what we could do to offer out-of-school time opportunities to even more students, because we know in North Carolina, we have excellent programs. We are so highly rated and we have a very large wait list. And so what is your one piece of advice 
of how we could offer these great opportunities you've heard about today to even more students? So I would say um, a renewed support, both public and private support for our out-of-school time professionals to really support them and strengthen um, the, the field is very, very important. My one piece of advice would be similar to what Elizabeth says, the support is very, very um, crucial in this field. And we are there when the schools are closed. <laughs> We're there during the breaks. We're do there during the holiday periods. We're there during the snow days. And so um, it is very important to give the support financially and um, also socially, emotionally, mentally. I mean, we just need as much support as possible in this field so that we can just make it through because we're always there. I'll lean into what Elizabeth and Cece has said. We, in, in our role, I believe, um, we have the responsibility to lift up awareness. We have to be intentional in supporting the workforce that supports this OST space. Um, you know, grandparents and, and the types of environments that a lot of us may have had available to us have shifted, and we need to be heavily invested and intentional about the OST workforce and their needs as they lift up and support schools and families in this way. They are the bridge. They are that bridge. And if we're really vested in what these kids are going to have beyond um, 12th grade, we must be intentional about the spaces they inherit right now. So many of our out-of-school and after-school programs are community-based, and so I would really encourage people to advocate in your local communities with your elected leaders, your philanthropic leaders, um, your school boards, uh, to make sure that um, that you're encouraging them to prioritize this work, uh, either with funding, with support, um, with facilities for this, like making sure that we have spaces for kids to go after school. So I think really um, advocating with your local local leaders to do that and to, to talk about the importance of, of, a, of an out-of-school, after-school time workforce that's there to meet those needs. We found that uh, collaboration with our superintendent, our teachers within our district, the community as well, has done more for our program than anything. And awareness with invitations. Invite the community to come into your center to see what you're doing. A lot of folks pass by our building, they look at it and they say, oh, you know, nothing's going on there. But when they enter the door for a visit, it's amazing. We had a, a judge that came by, we gave him a tour. He told me this, he said, Dr. Banks, you have more technology and learning going on in one classroom than my daughter has in her entire private school. He left, came back a week later with a $1,000 check to support our program. So awareness of what we're doing is critical. Thank you so much for joining us. After the break, this week's final word. We are so pleased today to be joined by Elizabeth Anderson, the Director of North Carolina After School Program, who will share our final word. Elizabeth? Thank you, Marianne. Children are spending an average of 80% of their days outside of school. And the way they spend this time has crucial implications, both for their achievement in the classroom and for their success in life. The positive impacts of regular access to high quality after school or out of school time programming are well established. After school and expanded learning programs keep children safe, offer parents peace of mind and support family stability and parent and caregiver workforce participation. 
They provide an expanded learning day and academic support, as well as enrichment activities for students to explore and develop their interests in the arts, in STEM, in sports, and in other areas. They provide opportunities for students to gain skills that increase their college and career readiness and prepare our future workforce. For many children and youth, they also provide access to healthy snacks and meals outside of the school day. And they're a safe place for students to interact with their peers, practice social emotional skills, and develop their identity outside of classroom. Research has demonstrated that out-of-school time programmings can increase student engagement and attendance, increase positive social behaviors and decrease problem behaviors, improve students' educational outcomes, decrease achievement gaps for low-income students, and even reduce dropout rates and participation in risky behavior for our older students. Despite all this, despite the clear benefits of quality after-school and out-of-school time programs and their critical role in supporting children and families, there is still an incredible unmet need or unmet demand for after-school programs in North Carolina. Uh, in the 2020 America After 3 p.m. report from the After School Alliance, they estimate that for every child that's enrolled in after school in North Carolina, there are three that are waiting to get into an after school program. As of 2020, there were more than 600,000 children in North Carolina who would participate in an after school program if there were one available to them. Parents cited the cost of programming, the lack of safe transportation or other logistical and scheduling challenges, and the lack of available program or information about program availability as primary reasons that their children could not be enrolled. Additionally, there are wide disparities in program quality and intentionality, both of which influence the impact that our out-of-school time programs can have. Key indicators of quality, such as staff qualifications and staff-student interactions, have a tremendous impact on program and academic outcomes for students enrolled in out-of-school time programs. Moreover, regular student attendance matters. Access challenges such as transportation or program schedules that don't align with parent work schedules can lessen the positive impact on after school, of after school and expanded learning programs. So in order to fully realize the benefits that students can reap from participating in after school and summer learning, we must advocate for adequate public and private support of out-of-school time programming that mitigates access challenges, such as transportation and cost to families. We must also uplift, support, and provide adequate career development and resources to after-school and expanded learning educators in order to prevent staff turnover and keep our qualified and trained staff in the out-of-school time field. Importantly, we also have to support and incentivize programs to remain committed to program quality and intentionality that is what makes our out-of-school time learning so impactful. Thank you so much for taking time to think and learn about education. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.
We are very excited to be talking about out-of-school time and the impact that it has on our students and families across North Carolina. Things like music and gymnastics and dance and writing and field trips and those fun things that have been taken a lot out of the schools are able to happen during out-of-school time. I feel like out-of-school time and summer learning programs are a critical space for identity development for children, which is very, very important. So many of our out-of-school and after-school programs are community-based, and so I would really encourage people to advocate in your local communities with your elected leaders, your philanthropic leaders, um, your school boards, uh, to make sure that, um, that you're encouraging them to prioritize this work. At Partners in Ministry, we have a summer camp, so the students who attend our regular sessions also get to enjoy our summer camp, which everything we do here is free. Whole children grow up in whole communities and contribute to the whole of society. And that's where we see our space here as a philanthropic partner, working alongside local and state and federal agencies to prop up communities in that way.